0: Listener
1: production. U.S. stocks grind higher, recovering from yesterday's soft patch.
0: And Aussie shares expected to end the week lower ahead of Washington H. Sol Pattinson's annual general
1: meeting. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday the 8th of December. Welcome to the ComSec Market Update. Ryan, we've got stocks doing a workman-like job today. Uh, they're higher. The Dow's up by a quarter of a percent. The S&P up three quarters of a percent. Technology names are the ones that stand out with the NASDAQ up by 1.3%. There's an important reason for that. Three days and three readings where the jobs market, according to these measures, is softening.
0: In terms of the latest jobs data, it's been a mixed bag really this week, hasn't it? So what we did see, of course, was the private payrolls issued on Wednesday that showed that employers added fewer positions than economists had forecast. And then we had the Volume of job openings in October fall to its lowest level since March 2021. And then overnight, we got the latest data from Challenger. It's a company that surveys employers around their views on redundancies or likelihood of of shedding workers.
1: The Uh, Challenger layoff series is what what it's called.
0: Yes, the job cuts, and it's quite a brutal name. And US space employers announced 45,510 job cuts in November, a 24% increase from the previous month. That's so a far this year. Big the, move, isn't it? Huge. And so far this year, companies have announced plans to cut 686,860 jobs, a 115% increase from the prior year. It's the highest since the pandemic in 2020. And we have seen job cuts across a broad range of industries. Retailers have announced over 6,000 job cuts. Healthcare has announced over 57,000 job cuts through to November and financial firms over 50,000 as well. So companies are expecting slower growth in the coming months, particularly in industries that support consumers. Meanwhile, healthcare has seen tremendous turmoil since the pandemic as hospital systems look to cut costs without cutting care.
1: So the impact has been that we've seen uh, interest rate markets uh, nudge lower ultimately. There was a moment where they were uh, trading a, a little bit higher, but essentially you've got uh, the the rally that has been a feature of the last month, uh, meaning that interest rates have fallen. So you've got the 10-year government bond that's fallen by More than half a percent over the course of the last month. So that tells you a variety of things, including uh, the inflationary pressures having ebbed. uh, And that comes directly from uh, these jobs, these types of jobs figures. Like if you have a moderating uh, employment market, then that is one tick in the column of moderating inflation.
0: Absolutely. So investors are hoping for signs of a cooling in the labor market. Tonight we get the latest non-farm payrolls report for November. The unemployment rate is expected to remain steady at around 3.9%, which is a two-year high, but it all will hinge on this result because it'll leave the Federal Reserve comfortable potentially with its decision to halt interest rate hikes next week. And the question at the moment is, has investors got ahead of themselves with all this? So markets are currently pricing in, of course, a 50% chance that the US Federal Reserve will cut rates as soon as March. That would require the next reading on the gross domestic product, which is currently at 5% annualized in the September quarter, to come down markedly to show yeah. a slowing in the US economy and also for obviously the labor market to cool more significantly. It's been reasonably resilient. We did see if you look at initial jobless claims for unemployment benefits, it only rose by 1,000 last mm. week to 220,000, broadly in line with expectations.
1: I think that you make a very good point in terms of this market getting ahead of itself because you know whenever you've heard Powell speak and uh, um, he's been questioned about rate cuts, you know he just shuts that down fairly quickly. right? So you are talking about a market now that is pricing in uh, not just one or two rate cuts. They are thinking about several so they want to see the back of inflation and they'll continue to have
0: a little bit of a tightening bias in their communication one would think
1: so just to reflect on some of the other things that you alluded to ryan yes the ai story uh, continues to make an impression that alphabet shares are up by about six percent having debuted a new AI product, Uh, so in the last couple of days we've seen uh, chips being unveiled in the chip space, new AI products, Uh, Alphabet shares are a reflection of how the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is doing better uh, overall. It is up by more than a percent uh, in this session. Advanced Micro Devices up by 9%, NVIDIA, Intel, and Qualcomm all up by around 2%.
0: It's certainly all about AI, and as you mentioned, we have seen Alphabet leading gains, and that's a day after the company unveiled its latest and most powerful AI model, known as Gemini, and the product will be used to power Google's products such as its Bard chatbot. So. That led the market higher, as you mentioned. Also, at the same time, Advanced Micro Devices, the chip maker, its stock has popped around 8% a day after the company unveiled its new artificial intelligence chips, poised to challenge NVIDIA's dominance. And we did see NVIDIA's share still up 1% on the back of that. So, I guess this narrative around artificial intelligence will continue into the first part of 2024.
1: Uh, We've got the KBW Bank Index also doing well. It's up by more than a percent. second tier banks if you like are doing quite well and that's also a reflection of the state of the market when you see uh, names of a second or third order flourishing then you know that that is a tide that's lifting most boats co-america up by about 3%. Zion, up by 3%. Western Alliance, up by about 2% as well. We've also got the Russell 2000 index doing quite well, so which speaks to the breadth of the improvement. So uh, it's up by around 0.6% this session, and it's improved by about 12% over the course of the last month.
0: One area that hasn't been traveling so well is the healthcare sector today. And we have seen the likes of Johnson & Johnson down 0.3%, United Healthcare down 0.4%, and Merck down 1.2%. This follows other testing and, and, and trials around weight loss and sleep apnea and various things. So this has been a key feature of the market this year as well.
1: Indeed. And the Other important aspect of uh, what we've seen in the last couple of days is the continued weakness where energy prices have been concerned. So we've got oil uh, still loitering around its lowest levels in five to six months. So just the slightest of gains for oil overnight, it's still trading below $70 a barrel, which is an important line in the sand, as we have discussed previously. And Ryan, that is, of course, an important contribution to that conversation around lower interest rates as well. It is. So a big focus on demand for oil at the
0: moment. So we've seen sluggish energy demand, particularly in the United States and China. Of course, concerns around China's economy has put a a lid on the oil price gains that we had seen up until recently. Chinese customs data showed that crude oil imports in November fell 9% from a year earlier, as high inventory levels, weak economic indicators and slowing orders from independent refiners weakened
1: demand commodities elsewhere. We've got gold still holding up above that $2,000 per ounce mark, 2047 US an ounce, uh, not vastly changed overnight. Uh, the Aussie dollar has had a good session. So it has traded as low as 65.3 US cents in the last day. But that moderation in the greenback, thanks to that uh, interest rate piece, has seen the uh, US dollar fall. And we've got the Aussie dollar trading at 66.1 US cents, so not far off its best levels of the last 24-hour period. So perhaps bolstering
0: the Aussie dollar has been the lift in iron ore futures. are up 1.1% to 134.40 US dollars a tonne. Iron ore's up for a third consecutive day bolstered by fresh data that showed China's overall exports in U.S. dollar terms expanded for the first time in seven months last month. Exports in November rose 0.5% year-on-year, and this compared to a median estimate of no change. As far as our market today is concerned, Reserve Bank Head of Financial Stability Andrea Bruschetto speaks. And as I mentioned earlier, Washington H. Sol Paterson hosts an annual general meeting, which will be fascinating given the relationship or travails with their perpetual bid.
1: Indeed, that is a, a, a story emerging as something to, uh, to keep an eye on. The futures are pointing to a decline of around 0.2%. So certainly out of kilter with the gains that we're seeing in US trade as we approach the end of the session. Thank you very much for keeping us company this week. It's been a delight. Have a lovely weekend, wherever you are, and we'll talk again on Monday.